hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop, how about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking Queer Money on the road this summer and fall. Visit QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Have you ever been at the bar with your friends and all of a sudden it's your turn to buy a round of drinks and you get that sinking feeling that you don't have the money to cover it? How about being out to dinner with your family and they want to split the bill, but you weren't planning on it and now you're worried about how much it's going to cost you? Both of these are just small examples of how we can often feel the pressure to spend more money than we have. How do we overcome it? What can we do to prevent it from happening to us and yet still be able to have a good time with our friends and family? We're covering that on today's Queer Money. But before we get started, we want to say thank you again for listening and sharing the Queer Money podcast, especially with other LGBT folks who are ready to start achieving financial success in their lives. All right, so let's get on with the show. This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Capital One is redesigning the banking experience by offering simple, straightforward, and seamless ways for you to bank from almost anywhere. So banking fits into your life, not the other way around. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. So today we're going to talk about one of the biggest triggers to overspending. And I think this affects so many of us. I know that for David and me, it, this is a, a huge trigger, almost like on a daily basis. <laughs> well, you know, I think especially when we're around friends, but I think even with each other, we do this. Yeah. And, and our family. I mean, I, we, there's just a lot of pressure, I think. So today we're tackling the, the peer pressure to spend. You know, you go out with your friends and you want to have a nice night. It was a rough week at work. Um, and you want to let go of some steam. Um, and then all of a sudden, like something that was supposed to be, we've done this countless times. We've gone out for like one or two drinks. And the next thing you know, there's a $300 bar tab or you end up, everybody decides to migrate to going to dinner after happy hour. And it's just kind of a, a snowball effect. Or even, I think this happens to parents sometimes, right? They're going to the mall with their children, if anybody is still going to the mall these days. And their children pressure them into buying them something, whether it's an article of clothing, a toy. And so we kind of just give in. And so we know that as we're doing it, it's not good for our budget. We know that we have other financial goals, um, but we just have like this insatiable desire to, I guess in a sense, please everyone else at the cost of our own goals. And then next thing you know, we've blown our budget. So today we're going to talk about what David and I have picked out are the five strategic steps to overcome the peer pressure to spend. Right. And and I th- one of the things we will let you know that this one is specifically is focused on those scenarios where you're out with friends or family, uh, you're having dinner, you're going out for drinks, uh, happy hour. It's typically these kinds of events when you're out. This isn't necessarily the peer pressure to spend on articles of clothing or um, to take vacations, those kinds of peer pressures. This is specifically around social. But that being said, I think that there's definitely some tools in this episode that can apply to those as well. Exactly. And for those of us, who, those of you who have been paying attention, uh, we recently published a book called the seven thinking errors that prevent financial freedom. It's a free ebook available at debtfreeguys.com. And this actually tackles thinking error number three, which says, I don't need to change my spending or my lifestyle to pay off debt. 
so many of us are, are, are adamant about about not changing our lifestyle, even though we know that we want to change our financial situation. We want to make things better for ourselves, but we don't want to actually change ourselves to make that better. <laughs> and it's just impossible to have the two. Right. Um, well, yeah. It, one of the things that I think is interesting is we have to remember change in our lives only happens for two reasons. One, we make the change ourselves, or two, the change in our lives is the result of somebody else making some sort of change. And when, if we're not willing to, to put forth the effort to make the change that we want, it's highly unlikely that the change that somebody else is doing is going, going to have a positive effect on our lives. <laughs> we're not going to like it. And it just so happens that we're actually diving much more deeply into this topic um, and a couple of others in our current Save Smart, Live Fabulous video series. Um, we dive deeper into this in video two, which actually gets published today as well. So um, if you want to dive deeper into all of this, uh, definitely download your free copy of The Seven Thinking Errors That Prevent Financial Freedom and definitely join us for the Save Smart, Live Fabulous series um, also available at debtfreeguys.com um, and if you want to dive deeper into all of this stuff and really kind of figure out a way to sort of overcome these behaviors that they're habits and that they continue to produce the same results that you might be struggling with. And we know for years that we kept doing and saying the same thing and we'd still get the same results and we'd be frustrated with that. We're diving into these topics, so figuring out how can we change those habits um, so we can produce different behaviors and produce better results. And then just for those of you who are paying attention as well, uh, next week, Sunday, September 8th, the doors for the credit card payoff course are opening. They're only opening for five days. Um, the first two days that the cart is open, the doors are open, we are offering a $100 discount um, on all three tiers. So if you're finally tired of having late payments, if you're frustrated with having a bad credit score, if you're tired of uh, always having more month than money, um, if you're just tired of being late on bills or having the stress of debt over your head, finally take the opportunity, join the course. It's a prescription that works. Uh, we will walk you through it step by step. You can join a whole community of other people all working towards the same goal. Um, the feedback has been phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And it's our goal to try to get out to as many people as possible to alleviate the stress of having debt. We know exactly what that feels like and we want to help everyone overcome that because it's not something that we need in our lives and we can have much bigger, better, fuller lives without credit card debt. So absolutely. having said all that, today we're covering, uh, we actually got this question from Fred, who is a member of the credit card payoff course, as he was going through module one several months ago. And he, he direct messaged us and said, how do you not let peer pressure uh, cause you to overspend money that you don't have? Um, and we actually talked with Fred in episode 158 of the Queer Money Podcast. So if you want to learn more about Fred and his story, uh, definitely listen to that. Um, but that was the inspiration for this particular podcast because we know that so many in our community, so many people in general are struggling with this. So we're going to cover the five recommendations that we have. As David said, if you're out in a more social environment um, and you, you don't want to overspend, here are five ways to overcome that. Yeah. So the, the first one I think is one that most of us have really forgotten about. Um, for whatever reason, the messaging that is given to us by marketing and by just habits of when we go to spend, most of us do not use cash. Now, why do we say using cash or what we say, take only cash? If you're trying to control your spending, take only cash. Well, that's because there is proof out there there is documented proof 
that when you use a debit card or a credit card, on average, you spend between 12 and 18% more when you're using a debit or credit card. So if you're trying to control your spending, one of the best ways to do that is to limit the actual access to money. And John and I did this when we were paying off our $51,000 in credit card debt. We did this on a regular basis. We would head out the door and we say, we're only going to take $40. And we're going to have whatever kind of fun we can have or get whatever kind of food we have can have. We're going to do it with $40. And it allowed us to become much more creative in the ways in which we spent because then we would actually uh, really try to get as much out of the money that we had. The other thing is, is that when you have a debit or credit card, your willpower is eroded when you're trying to control your spending. You think of those times where you just say, ah, uh, okay, I'll, I'll just have one extra glass of wine. It's not a big deal. It's only $7. Well, then you add tax and tip and that $7 turns into $9. So there's a lot of, of strength behind you when you decide to only use cash. Now, it can be really difficult though to only use cash because there's a lot of, a lot of rewards or benefits to using debit or credit cards um, that we can be lured into thinking that we're getting that benefit. Um, reality is the vast majority of people do not earn enough rewards to actually pay for the the interest that they're paying on their credit cards. So consider that. But one of the easiest ways, and we did this when we were paying off our credit card debt, was to just use the envelope system. Try to true. It's been used by people for decades. Millennia. It's it, it and it works. It it just it just does work. You have cash set aside for specific purposes. If you need to, buy a lockbox so you can lock up the cash if you're concerned that somebody might steal it. Only take out what you need or you think you're going to need for that particular trip, uh, whether it's to the grocery store, to uh, going out with friends or family. But when you only have that cash and you're sitting there at the table, you're going to be reminded of that when people say, do you want to get another round? Or... How about we split this? Or when you're focused specifically on what you're going to order, you know you're going to only order what you can afford, including tax and tip. So you're going to focus on that. Tip number two is, and we got this from actually the investing world, <laughs> is to have an entrance and an exit strategy. So anytime you buy or are interested in a stock, the to take the emotion out of it, the idea is to figure out what price you want to buy it at before you decide to buy it. And two, figure out what price you commit to selling it at regardless of how you're feeling emotionally. So you take that emotion out there. And so that's what, that's what we're applying here. So we want you to have an entrance and an exit strategy. What's your plan B? So you don't want to not go out and you don't want to not see your friends. You don't want to not join them for, for drinks or for happy hour, for whatever it is you're deciding to do. I mean, it seemed to be focused on alcohol today, <laughs> but um, whatever the event is, you, you want to at least see them for a little bit. So make sure you have a plan to how you're going to actually exit that. So there are a couple things that you can do. One is you can simply say, hey guys, I can only go out for a couple hours. I'm going to have to leave at like nine and then come hell or high water, you hide, you get your tail out of there at nine. If you're not necessarily comfortable doing that or you don't have the constitution to stick with that, uh, maybe have a friend call or text you at a certain time saying, hey, David, it's time to come home. <laughs> I don't know what subliminal messages I'm sending there. And then you can use that as an excuse to depart and, and leave your friends. 
the other thing that you can do, and we've used this before, is make backup plans. Uh, so you, you go out, you, you hang out with your friends where, that are typically uh, more prone to spending money, but you already have plans with somebody a little bit later that evening. So that's that's your you have to let your friends know, hey, I've got to leave a little bit earlier because I'm hanging out with, you know, Sylvia. Yeah. You know, one of the other things I think with this entrance and exit strategy is to remember that you don't want to be the first one there and you don't want to be the last one there. Right. And, and, and there's a couple of reasons for that. One, when you're there first, typically you're going to order first, right? You're going to get that glass of wine. You're going to get that beer. You're going to get that appetizer. You're going to do all of those things when you get there. And if other people take a little bit of time to get there, then you will probably have consumed most or if not all of that. So then you're going to feel compelled to ante up again, do another round, right? So if you're not the first one there, you won't be sitting there waiting for others to show up. And then I think the other point here is the not being the last person. How many times have you been the last person and you got stuck with paying a larger portion of the bill? <laughs> exactly. Right? right. The bartender comes to you and says, hey, it's time for you to ante up. Right. All your friends ditched you. <laughs> so when you're using cash and you're leaving early, people are going to tell tell you exactly how much you owe, right? Your friends may hold you to this. And so that allows you to just pay for your portion. And then you can do that. Just pay for your portion and get the hell out of there. <laughs> and now a quick word from our sponsor. Capital One's checking and savings accounts have no fees and no minimums. And with one of the best saving rates in America, you can rest easy watching your money grow with no fees to bring you down. You can open an account in about five minutes, which means you are only about five minutes away from getting your savings to grow with one of the nation's best rates. All right. Tip number three is to focus with the end in mind, the end of the day or the end of the night or whatever your, your goal is. You know, this is from the seven habits of highly effective people. And, you know, you want to be social. You want to see your friends. You want to have a good time. But you also have a higher calling. You're, you also have bigger goals. And that might not necessarily be paying off credit card debt. It could be that you're saving for a house or that you're preparing for retirement or that you and your partner are going to have are adopting children. You know, we know of, of several friends who have gone through the adoption process and at the end of the day, they couldn't have saved enough money. Right. <laughs> so, you know, if, if, if you have certain goals like that, keep in mind that, well, maybe, maybe however you're spending your money with your friends isn't optimal. Yeah. Um, maybe there's a, you know, you want to go out, you want to see them a little bit, but keep that goal in mind that you might actually uh, want to save the money that you would otherwise be spending for something bigger. Right. And don't feel like you can't share these bigger life goals, what you're working on or things that you're doing with your friends, especially in those scenarios where you may feel compelled to spend, because then you can use it as an excuse to say, no, I'm going to refrain from having uh, another round because I'm trying to save for or I'm trying to pay off or whatever the case may be. It gives you a little bit more of an of an out and can be a reminder maybe to some of your friends that they can be supportive of you trying to reach your financial goals. Well, and it's not just an excuse. It could be an inspiration because we know <laughs> when we started paying off our, yeah. our, our credit card debt and we shared our story with our friends. Um, we realized that so many of them had their own financial goals. Um, and it wasn't necessarily paying off credit card debt, but we were an encouragement to them to maybe make slightly better decisions um, to yield slightly better results. Actually, yeah, you're right. I, you know, I, I think it um, <laughs> it's interesting how that can tie into our fourth point here. And that is if you're not 
going to buy a round of drinks, don't participate in a round of drinks. When you know <laughs> what your goals guy. are, you know that you can't buy a round of drinks, right? So, and and everyone hates the cheapskate, the taker, right? The person who always is there for the round of drinks, but disappears when it's their turn. You know, you don't want to be that person. So if your friends start talking about doing that, or someone says, what can I get you? Just say no. It's okay to say, I'm fine. I'll take care of myself. I And just, you know, maybe you can say, I'm only sticking around for an hour or whatever, and I won't be able to participate in reciprocation. So I'm just going to withhold. You know, it gives you that out of not being a part of buying that round of drinks. Or if they are going to buy a round of drinks, then you just go up and buy yours, right? Let them do theirs, you go by yours, then you can all come back and cheer. Exactly. And then our, our fifth recommendation is, and we recommend this highly for a number of different goals that you have in life, is to have an accountability partner um, or have, you know, a, some people might call a, a sponsor to 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 make sure that you're going to have to either talk to them later that evening or the <laughs> next day. And they're going to ask you if you oh, if you blew your budget and you don't want to have to tell them no, or the, I'm sorry, you don't want to have to tell them that you did. So you want to, um, you know, maybe have an accountability partner that might help strengthen your constitution to stick to what your goals are. Yeah. And um, then we, we apply that to several different areas of life, um, not just with overspending, but you can, um, that's what we're applying to in this case today. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, some of the individuals who are in the weekly call we have with the uh, members of the credit card payoff course, because <laughs> there have been occasions where we always ask individuals, what are their successes? What are their challenges. And it's always interesting because you can hear it in their voices when they don't want to, but end up sharing when they have made a mistake or fallen back or spent more money than they intended to. Um, it's nice to have that person there to support you. They're not going to necessarily criticize you, but it is good to have someone who can be that I'm doing this too. You know, find somebody else who has a financial goal and partner up with them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a negative or a critical situation, but that, you know, just knowing that you're going to have to admit to that person how you performed the night before or the weekend prior <laughs> or, or whatever the case may be, it just it, it just acts as an encouragement. And then you you might realize after a period of time, like, all right, I, I'm continuing to exhibit the same behavior. Um, things aren't changing. So what's actually going on? And uh, very often uh, that accountability partner can maybe help you coach you out of that or at least identify the pattern that you might not necessarily be seeing yourself. Yeah. So those are our, our five recommendations for in a more social environment of how to make sure you don't blow your budget. Take only cash, have an entrance and an exit strategy, focus with the end in mind. If you're not buying a round of drinks, don't participate in the round of drinks and then Last but not least, have a buddy, an accountability yeah, partner. Exactly. So remember, this is this is one of the ways that you can let go of that thinking error number three that we discuss in the seven thinking errors that prevent financial freedom, the free ebook you can get on our website. You can get that uh, at debtfreeguys.com forward slash save smart, live fabulous, all one word. You can find it there or we'll link up to it in the show notes for this episode. But that thinking error is that I don't need to change my spending or lifestyle to pay off my debt or for that matter, to make financial progress, right? So we do need to change. We need to make some sort of change if we want change in our lives and spending and our lifestyle oftentimes are go hand in hand. 
and they can and do prevent a lot of individuals from having the financial success that they want. And last but not least, don't forget to join us for the Save Smart, Live Fabulous video series also at the same URL that David recommended earlier. We are in the midst of that, so you don't want to miss that. And then keep your eyes peeled and your anticipation open for Sunday, September 8th, when the doors to the credit card payoff course open. Um, We are looking forward to having a whole bunch of new members um, and helping more people pay off their credit card debt faster than they ever thought possible. Yeah, I think that the individuals who are a part of the course right now who we do our weekly chats are looking forward to having some new blood in the group as (laughs) well. Uh, I think that they're ready to not only share what they've learned, but also are really excited about helping other people kind of make this kind of progress in their lives. It's fun to be a part of something. And I think that's what this is. They're actually part of a group of individuals who have said they've had enough. Making a change. So, So we look forward to having you in that group with us. Thank you again for listening and sharing Queer Money. We hope that these little tips will help you make slightly better decisions when it comes to spending your hard-earned money so that you, yes you, can achieve your financial goals. Make sure you join us next week when we share another amazing story of one of the Credit Card Payoff Course members and her both financial but also emotional progress that she has made since starting the course. Thanks again and see you next week. To learn more about how our sponsor, Capital One, is reimagining their local spaces and experiences to have banking better fit your life, visit www.capitalone.com and follow them on social at Capital One Cafe. From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature Live Fabulously, Not Fabulously Broke Talk and so much more in between. Check out QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.